ramming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. Special episode. No number. I don't even know what we're going to call this yet. Probably just special episode. Special I'm, presentation. So we uh, we are the Spanish Announce Table. If you're just now hearing this for the first time, we are a uh, pro wrestling podcast, and this is a special episode because we ha- got to do something special. Yeah? Hence the name. That's T-Mac that you're hearing over there. I am Captain Awesome. We had the chance to... You want to break this down? You have a way of, of explaining some things sometimes that hype it up better than I do. Yes. So what we had the opportunity to do this past week is be a part of a special event. It was a press conference for the NWL, the National Wrestling League. It's based here in Kansas City. Uh, And what we got to see is um, really the foundation and the inner workings of a new promotion in pro wrestling. And uh, we were a part of a press conference yeah, alongside. They gave, us, they gave us press credentials. I felt like I should have one of those hats, like with a little little yes, card that like says the press. Right, yes. like with a trench coat. Uh, Be like, hey, we were, I'm here to talk to the guy, see? Right? <laughs> I don't know if you have to say it like that. Yeah, yeah, no, sure. no, I mean, you should. I mean, it's part of the right. deal. I, that's how I asked every question during the press conference. You or did, maybe actually. not. Or that's maybe not. Maybe you'll have to tune into their website to find out. Yeah, um, so we got to be a part of uh, three separate press conferences all on one day uh, where they were debuting three of their newest signings, uh, two for NWL KC, one for NWL St. Louis. Yeah, it was super cool. And then they even gave us exclusive interviews with these guys, which was the best. And that's what we're going to play for you here. If you want to see how we did on the press conference asking these gentlemen questions, uh, those will be posted on their website. Uh, they didn't tell us. They don't have to. Uh, but th- that'll be soon. But here we have the exclusive interviews. And I'm excited for these because these were super fun. We had them for a short period of time. We asked each of the guys a quick question about the National Wrestling League. And then we got into our standard Cinco Preguntas that any longtime fan of the show will know what those are. But we also got an exclusive interview with the president, owner, Major Basden. And he gave us more than just the Cinco Preguntas, obviously, but he also gave us the Cinco Preguntas. And there were some fun answers in that as well. Definitely. Uh, all, all four guys that we interviewed uh, were really interesting and fascinating. And uh, what I thought was really cool is they were part of the press conference, so they were having to be on the entire mm-hmm. time. And I really felt like uh, what made this uh, episode really special or what makes this episode really special is – Uh, I think with each interview, there's at least one moment, if not more, where you get to see a real genuine fan talking to two guys. Uh, Yeah. Each time uh, you get to hear them kind of – their answers are great, and it's very, uh, very awesome of them to give of their time to us. But 
each time we did the interview at the end, there was always one moment that I thought back to where I was like, well, that wasn't the character. That wasn't this guy doing mm. a job. That was just a wrestling fan talking to two wrestling fans. And and what's so great about that, too, is, as you said, they had to be on. They were there the whole time, the whole day, you know, stand over here, get over here, be ready for here, hurry up and wait, sit in this conference room, you know. And so we had some discussions with them before him but in by the end of the day these type type of things typically start to get a little guys are wanting to rush out but they gave us none of that impression i mean it was it was a super fun time let's just roll into it huh let's do it let's uh start with the first one we're gonna start with blaine meeks this guy was fun uh the character is is i don't even know how you explain it like a um it's a nerd essentially right i mean is that what we're getting at here it was his was his character his character, I would say, is an aspiring pro wrestler with nerd tendency, tendencies that isn't annoying like some other nerds in the wrestling industry. Lovable uh, nerd. This, it, lovable nerd. Yeah. And what I will say about this interview, and hopefully you guys will agree after you're done listening to it, but I feel like Blaine gave the most original answers of any person that we've ever done five questions yeah, with. Yeah, I think we even mentioned that in there. So let's just roll into it. Here we go. All right, Spanish announce table. We're here at the National Wrestling League headquarters. I'm excited about this. We are at the NWL headquarters. Uh, been here for a couple hours, getting to know some of the NWL talent. And uh, it's been uh, very eye-opening, very excited for the future of the NWL. Uh, I almost got my ass kicked. Uh, there was a gentleman who actually enticed me, or well, told me to fight him i wasn't gonna fight him i'm not yeah yeah well who we have here now is blaine meeks one of the hottest new assignees for the fight kc side right absolutely kansas city and and you're known uh from before as bolt brady correct formerly known as correct yes okay Okay, so now you're here and what before we get into our standard five question what excites you then about being here it's a new start and it's not just a new start for me. You know, a lot of times, you know, been on the Indies 10 years, go to a new company. It's a new start for me. This is a new start for everybody. This is a new start for the NWO. This is a new start for me. This is a new start for the fans. This is a new start for everyone. So there, everyone that walks in that building on January 7th is seeing something new. And that's from Major Basden to me, to the person in the front row, to the person in the 30th row. And we're excited about this too. It's at the historic Scottish Rites Temple, Right Temple. Uh, couldn't ask for a better venue for something like this. So let's jump right into our, we call it Cinco Preguntas, we're the Spanish announce table. So the first one is, who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Favorite wrestler of all time has got to be Chris Jericho. Uh, the guy can do it all. He was a cruiserweight. He was a heavyweight. He's held the hardcore title. Um, he's held a title that, honestly, I hold in higher regards than the WWE title, the Intercontinental title record number of times. He's been the European champion. There's not even a European champion anymore. He's been undisputed champion. He's done King of the Ring. He's just, he's done everything. He's versatile. He can cut a promo, and that's all you need to see him for the night. He can do 30 minutes in the ring. He, he can do it all. Huge Jericho fan. Let me uh, do a quick sidebar. Why, what makes you hold the IC title in higher regard than the world title? Just as a kid, um, obviously now you know that I'm in the business, I know that it's the workhorse title. But just as a kid, I always enjoyed those matches more. Um, oftentimes, I would go to WWE in the Frank Irwin Center, and after I saw the Intercontinental title match, um, I would leave and wait out back to meet the wrestlers as I now know they were trying to leave early. I would miss the main event. I would miss The Rock Triple H. Not that I don't like The Rock and Triple H, but I would miss their match just purely just to wait on the mid-carders to leave. So I've always just held those workhorse matches in a higher regard than, you know, the guys that you quote-unquote pay to see. 
All right. To follow up on that, uh, what is your favorite match of all time? Oh, easy. Um, not an Intercontinental title match, um, but uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio at Halloween Havoc 97. Um, way ahead of its time. You could take that match and you could put it at any point in time. You could put it in 1986 and it everyone's mind. You could put it today. You could put it in 2026 and that match is still going to hold water. Yeah, that match was incredible. The one thing that I always remember is just how quick of a pace they had and it didn't seem like they were gassed at all. It no. just seemed like, yeah. yeah, this is what we do and we just do this every single time. It was amazing. So then let's uh, talk about some of your career here. What, who would you say is your biggest influence in the business? My biggest influence. Oh, that's a good one. Um, obviously, you know, I have to give a shout out to George Della Isla. He trained me. Um, but man, I'd say my biggest influence probably like to get in and give this a shot and see how far I could take it was a X-Pac was a huge X-Pac fan. Still am a huge X-Pac fan. Um, he's, a also just looking back at it from an age standpoint now, you know, I'm quote unquote older, um, still feel like I'm 21. Uh, but you know, there was a guy that started out with a very high flying style, had an injury, came back, reinvented himself and was still just as relevant. Um, but I also look at it as the standpoint of, uh, I just always like the pace of his matches. You can look at his matches 10 years ago. You can look at his matches, geez, 20 years ago. You can look at his matches today and it's still, he hasn't missed a step. I feel like every answer so far has been one that we haven't got before this. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, definitely original. And that's what I like. All right. So now let's uh, go behind the curtain a little bit. So what is your favorite term in pro wrestling as far as like baby face, heel, stuff like that? Do you have a favorite wrestling term? Oh, yeah. Gimmick. Uh, Gimmick. Gimmick can be anything, you know, and and only wrestlers get it. Uh, A lot of times I'll be at my shoot job and, you know absent-minded i forget the name of something I'm like yeah pass me uh pass me the gimmick and people are looking like what but you know i'm in the locker room like pass me the gimmick and someone pass me a roll of tape like they just know yeah, like gimmick no can be exactly. anything yeah like yeah we'll do the boom 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 and then we'll do the gimmick or you know yeah just grab the gimmick under the ring like it's so versatile it's like a it's like motherfucker yeah what i liked about that too is how he said his shoot job, his shoot job. yeah <laughs> that's another just term that we all know all right here we go All right, so this fifth one is real fun, and it's not even really a question. It's more of a hypothetical situation. But we're going to pretend that we're all sitting here in a creative meeting. All right. right, And let's say this is the NWL. We're booking you and your next big feud. And this is taking you to the top, like the top, top, your next big feud with T-Mac. Okay. Give me the storyline. Let's see. Uh, Blaine Meeks. Oh, it's easy. It it writes itself out. He tears up my comic book collection. Mm. Like that is instant heat. I feel like I've had that done to me before. It was actually, it was a prank. Uh, again, at the shoot job, um, every Wednesday I would work a split double. Normally they schedule me doubles, but on a Wednesday they knew to schedule me split doubles because I had to go grab my comics. So I went out, grabbed my comics, I'm reading them, I'm having a pile. What I didn't know is one of my friends had gone out and bought a duplicate of a comic that week. So she starts reading everything and just starts tearing it up. And, like, she was a girl, and she almost got punched in the face. So I feel like, (laughs) yeah, I feel like instantly we could automatically get that heat on the screen if he tore up my comic book collection. So then the final part of that is, in the end, who goes over? Are you going over? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, you tore my comic book collection. Come on. Like, I gotta get, I gotta get some, uh, I gotta get some vindication here. Like, you can't just tear my comic book collection and then beat my ass. I mean, that is, you know, real life. Cause that's usually, usually, usually when a guy gets his comic book collection, you know, torn up, he's usually not in shape. So he usually does get his ass beat. But yeah, yeah I try. Right. I do my best. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, normally when you go around tearing up comic books, you don't gotta worry about yeah. the blowback. But this time, T Mac is screwed. Yeah. So, well, we appreciate you coming on. Is there anything you want to plug? Any Twitter? Facebook you want people to follow or anything like that? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. That's getting almost close to maxed out, but jump on that while you can. Uh, just look up Blair Spikes. I'll pop right on up. Uh, working on the whole Blaine Meeks thing right now. This is new to me, so I got to get all that uh, social media hobnob off the ground. Uh, but just be looking out for me on Facebook for now, and I'll announce the Twitter and all that on there. Sounds perfect. And keep us updated. We'll, we'll try to keep the fans updated. We appreciate you coming on the Spanish Downs Table. Oh, thanks for having me on, man. I look forward to it next time. So that was Blaine Meeks. Like I said, uh, I thought the most original five answers to Cinco Perguntas that we've ever had uh, from the start of Cinco Perguntas up till present day. And he was just really cool. And, he was super fun really, to hang around, yeah. He was super uh, comfortable with mm. us throwing these curveballs at him now some of them are softballs but still he was just one two one two one two he was on the entire time and they never they never met us until that day right and and they're signing up at this new wrestling organization they're they're working they're doing their thing and then there's like hey there's these podcast guys over here you know that could have went totally different but all these guys were super cool including him and he really set the tone he was relaxed enjoying the enjoying his day and it really showed so uh look for him check out his stuff we'll keep you updated when we you know as we say you'll you'll hear a theme a lot of these guys twitter accounts are changing because they had previous working names and all that kind of jazz so we'll try to keep you posted so this next one this gentleman uh, he threatened to kick your ass he he did he's intimidating yeah he's an intimidating guy gentleman let me make sure if he's listening he knows that i think he's quite the gentleman right here's the fun thing of the two just from appearance standpoint, you would pick on me. You're the bigger guy. You're mm-hmm. the broader shoulders. You look like you can handle yourself. I look like a sack of yogurt. <laughs> and so you would say like, hey, screw the the little guy. I'm going to go after him. But what he did, he said, screw you both. And actually, the big guy, I'm going to punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He basically was he, fun. He, he gave me the invitation to fight him. And I was like, nah, yeah, nope. Yes. No, I think I'll, yes. I think I'll just... Think how I'll about an interview here. afterwards? Yeah, how about an interview instead? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jack Foster is the gentleman's name uh, under NWL, and uh, we'll just roll right into it. It, it. It's 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 better left heard than said. Yeah. Back again, Spanish announce table still here at the National Wrestling League headquarters. This is fun. I like this place. Man, this is really cool. Honestly, like when we heard about this being a real thing, you kind of had some skepticism just as naturally you do about anything new. But now that we're here, we're walking around the offices, we're meeting the people. I'm I can't be more excited about what hopefully is going to happen here soon. And uh, we're joined now by uh, one of the meanest guys in the NWL roster. So we have it's Jack Foster, correct? Yeah, that's right, man. You got it. Uh, you intimidated me a little in there. I thought you legitimately wanted wanted me to fight you in there. Hey, man, if you, they put you on the fight KC roster, I'll fight you. I don't care who it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be pretty quick. It'd be over <laughs> pretty fast. I gotta say. So oh, you are? Calling him out. No, <laughs> no, no, 
No, no, no, no. Yeah, meet me outside. Is there a back entrance to this place? Um, <laughs> so you're here now. You're you're ready to tackle that. People have known you before as Jake Dearden before, uh, but you're you're foregoing that now. You're here, NWL, but you're on the St. Louis side. That's right, man. I've been uh, I've been all over St. Louis for several years now, and people there know that I'm the baddest dude in that city. Now everybody else that's never heard that name, now they're going to know that Jack Foster is the baddest dude in St. Louis. There's plenty of reason. I just can't wait to show it to whole noob folks. I like that. So let's let's get into these. Uh, we have Cinco Preguntas is the name we came up with for our five questions because we're the Spanish announce table. You speak Spanish? See. Si. Oh, you'd be the one. <laughs> we we don't. So so the first one is who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Oh, man, favorite wrestler of all time. That's tough. I should be saying me. I'm the best wrestler that's ever lived. You know what I mean? I'm the best stand-up fighter today. But uh, Aside from yourself. Then. Aside from myself, man, uh, there's a lot of them out there. I think uh, a lot of times I usually go back to Eddie Guerrero. I think Eddie Guerrero is one of the most underrated. Even though people regard him so highly, I think he's still one of the most underrated professional wrestlers of all time. He's one of the... One of the best guys in the ring on the mic in front of the camera. I think that dude is amazing. Now, this one is kind of a two-part question. Since you are in the business, what is your favorite match? And then what is your favorite match that you have been in? All right. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's see. My favorite match all time. Let's see. Man, that's tough. There's some good ones. Um yeah, I go back to Eddie Guerrero, I think, a lot of times. And I think one of the best matches I, that I ever saw that I, I really enjoyed was WrestleMania 20, Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship. I thought that was an awesome match with an awesome finish. And I thought uh, that was one of, the, one of the best matches I always go back to. Uh, if I was going to say one of the best matches I've ever been in, Man, I've been in some wars in Japan with uh, Morishima and Taniguchi and Marufuji and Ishimori and super crazy. But, man, I'd say one of the best matches I was ever in. Uh, I was in Petersburg, Illinois, against Rough Crossing at the firehouse, and we tore that firehouse from uh, from one wall to the next. And thank God the fire safety there, or else we'd have burned that damn city to the ground, man. I like that. It's good that, yeah, it's good that it was at a fire station in case – in case you guys burn it up so bad that That's they the needed to put it up. They can hold Jack Foster in that town. Yeah, they need to have it at a firehouse just for safety precautions. I like that. So then uh, you've been wrestling for how long now? No, I've been wrestling about five years now. Okay, so then in that five years, who would you say is your biggest influence in this business? Man, that's that's tough. Um, I've had a lot of a lot of influences, you know, that I I've never met. You know, guys like Randy Savage or Jake Roberts uh, or Mick Foley. I've had a lot of people have influenced my career directly, uh, firsthand. Guys like Morishima and guys, uh, you know, guys uh, like jeez, uh, I can go down the list of a million dudes here in the states that, that have helped me out as well, but. Uh, uh, man, I, I think about guys like Jake Roberts and Randy Savage. And those are the guys that I really think about when you ask that question. All right. Now uh, let's, uh, I guess you could say, uh, get a little shooty here. So uh, what is your favorite pro wrestling term as far as like baby face, heel, things like that? What's your favorite term in pro wrestling? Uh, I think it's shooty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure it's shooty. Yeah, uh, everybody's favorite. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go with gimmick. I mean, you throw that damn thing on everything. Gimmick mm-hmm. this, gimmick that, gimmick your mom, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a fun time. Yeah. No oh, man, you got a good mom to gimmick, do? <laughs> hey, all right. 
I know what, guys. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna fight it. Well, and then you saying I'm wrong? Are you saying I'm wrong? Nope. <laughs> All right, now this next one, I'm not looking forward to. But let's go into it. Why not? Since we're talking about fighting T Mac here, this fifth one is is we kind of lied to you. It's not really a question. It's a hypothetical situation. We're all going to pretend we're in a creative meeting. Okay. This is the start of NWL, and we're going to book you all the way to the top. Starts with your first major feud with T-Mac. What's the storyline? He tries to survive. Mm-hmm. Tries. And then he doesn't in about two minutes. Oh. This is the most believable that we've had of this. Yeah. It's a believable story. I don't think it's quite compelling. But I'm going to tear this guy limb from limb about a minute 45, and I'm going to spend about 15 seconds gloating. Call the fire department. Yeah. Well, and the time went down. Did you catch yeah, that? It was two minutes, and then I got a minute 45, so that's great. Yeah. Okay. So before we let you get out of here, is there anything you want to plug? People can find you on the Facebook, Twitter, anything like that? or? Um, yeah, well, you know, I think a lot of some of that stuff will be changing. So, um, you know, just be on the lookout right now. Uh, you can find me at dirty TV, D I R D E Y TV, but some of that stuff is going to be changing real soon. So, uh, just be on the lookout for Jack Foster, man. And keep us updated. We can keep them updated as well. All the, uh, all the, uh, loyal subjects listening at home. Well, thanks for coming on the Spanish announce table. We'll let you get here. Know you're a busy man. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he didn't kick my ass. That's. That's first and foremost. Although I thought he might a couple times there. I kind of wanted him to. I yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. 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 I want I wanted to see how you threw hands. Oh yeah, not very well probably. It's been a while. Yeah. 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 It would have been get... fun to see for me. Yeah, I'm sure it would have. Yeah, you just sort <laughs> of sat there eating your Reese's or whatever you were. They had pastries there that you were. Yeah, side note, uh, big ups to NWL for providing the pastries, M&M's, uh, Hershey Kisses. There's coffee. And we even got some uh, Planet Sub. Yeah, we did get some Planet Sub. Yeah, so uh, all, yeah. all compliments of NWL. So uh, thank you guys for that. Uh, but yeah, I would have probably – I probably would have ate my M&M's, watched you – uh, engage in uh, fisticuffs. You could have called sure the no fight. And sure no one else jumped in. You could have called the fight. Yeah. While it was happening. Hey. Hey, they were hiring. So right. Like yeah. On the job. Uh, on the job. Unexpected interview right there. Hey, guys, here. I got it all on tape. Yeah, thanks, yeah. friend. All right, so we'll move into this one. This one made some noise. He's a man about town, a uh, ladies' man. He's Dak Draper, the Mile High Magnum, coming out of Denver as he was Sammy Six Guns Jr., right? And then now he's here, Dak Draper, the Mile High Magnum. I, I like how in our press conference, which you can watch, he basically told you you have no hope with the ladies. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not too far off. Right. Um, I like him because he looks like a million dollars and he knows it. Mm-hmm. And when you look it and you know it and you can do it, then your success is on the way. And yeah. so I think with all those three components, uh, a bright future for him seems like initially because the the Royal Bloods, formerly mm-hmm. known as the Regal Twins, were the first signings of NWLKC. But Dak is the first singles competitor signed to nwkc and i think they're making a statement with saying here's this six five great looking guy who can kick your ass and this is what we're building our roster around and then i think it's also important that with that pressure he says yeah of course look at me i am the number one pick now like i said 
the the tag team was signed first, but that's a tag team. This is a singles competitor, mm-hmm. and I think I think he knows the pressure, and I think he is looking forward to uh, delivering on what should be promised as a number one pick. All right, well, let's just get right into it. Here's Dak Draper. All right, Spanish announce table once again still here at the National Wrestling League headquarters. This is a uh, this is a big deal. I'm getting excited about this. Well, we've been uh, a part of their interviews for the announcements of some of the signings. Yeah, the press conferences. And that's been really cool because that's actually our first time doing that. And so we're getting experience. They're getting experience with uh, starting up this promotion. So all around, been a great time. A lot of of back scratching going on. A lot of of scratching going on over here. I I scratch a lot is what I'm saying. All right, we have a special guest on here. We have Dak Draper, the Mile High Magnum. How are you? Doing pretty good. How about you guys? Doing well. So you're you're most commonly known recently as Sammy Six Guns, uh, uh, primarily out of Denver. Is it? Yeah, out of Denver. I wrestled kind of all around the Southwest. Sure. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So then, how exciting then is this to see something like a NWL starting up? Like, is this? I mean, this isn't typical when you hear a new wrestling promotion starting up. Yeah, it's really exciting. You don't see a lot of wrestling companies uh, with full time guys where our only job is wrestling. So, and we're going to be a hundred percent exclusive with NWL. So you'll only be able to see us here. So that's also a very different thing. It's, it's new and it's, uh, it's cool. It's a little frightening too, but it's really exciting. I imagine that is a little frightening because it's it's kind of a gamble at that point. Oh yeah. It's definitely a gamble because you have some bridges you burn when you stop uh, working for certain companies. Some people get mad, strip some titles from you, stuff like that. Not naming any names. I'm guessing. No, no, no. <laughs> right, right. So then let's get into our, our Cinco Preguntas, right? Because we couldn't just call them five questions because we've got to be cooler than that. We're the Spanish announce table, so it's Cinco Preguntas. And that is the end of our Spanish acumen there. That is it. That is it. That's all we it. know. Yeah, that's it. So the first question is, who is your favorite wrestler of all time? My fa- favorite wrestler of all time would be Scott Hall. And our king, Scott Hall. Like, AWA Scott Hall all the way through to... Uh, to WCW Scott Hall. Right. Um, Razor was probably my favorite, yeah. but you know, um, when Scott Hall, when he was Scott Magnum and Starship Coyote, the Diamond Stud, mm-hmm. the Diamond Stud was so good. Like yeah. the Diamond Stud should have been like a top guy in WCW. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that too. I was, I was a big Scott Hall mark, still am, yeah. uh, from everything from big Scott Hall to, you know, the, the bad guy that we see now. Yeah. Well, and I also like him. I think he's one of the best wrestlers, period, because he's one of the few guys, and we've said this on the podcast before, where when he wrestles a big guy like the Giant, he can be the small guy and bump around the ring the entire time. Or if he wrestles the Rey Mysterio, then he can be the big guy and go all around. And he actually wrestled in Kansas City a while. This is where him and Shawn Michaels met up at Memorial Hall. And he didn't like the cold, and that's why he left. He thought it was too cold here, so I hope it's not too cold. It gets cold. We're getting in those months where it's about to get cold. Now, global warming, haha, but, you know, it gets cold here. All right, let's get into that second question. And again, you can give multiple answers for this if you want. Uh, what is your favorite match of all time? Probably the first ladder match between uh, Scott and Sean. That was uh, just because it, it was so different at the time, too. But then if you watch it back, it it all makes sense. And it. It's just it's so sound. Um, yeah, the the first ladder match between Sean and Scott for sure. So that was another favorite of mine too. This is oh, yeah. a smart guy over here. Uh, so he knows, he knows this stuff. Yeah. Um, then let's ask. So 
it, it may be difficult to make you single out one, but if you had to pick somebody, who would be your biggest influence in this business so far? I'd say my biggest influence in wrestling is probably I'm probably going probably gonna to go with Billy Gunn. He was one of my trainers at the WWE Performance Center. Um, he really uh, he's same height as me, probably a little more jacked than me now. He's a big guy, but uh, just uh, the way that he goes, he used to always say something about. He used to always say, "If uh, if you're not having fun, the fans can tell, and they're not going to have fun." And just kind of talking about stuff coming across organically and uh, just the way he lightens the mood and he always has fun with stuff and how he's good, too. Uh, he's been a big influence for me, for sure. Uh, just kind of sidebar here. Did you listen to his podcast episode with Colt Cabana? How cool is that? We were talking about this when I listened to it a couple of weeks ago, how when he got hired by the WWE, he had to ask, does he have to quit his full-time job? Because he didn't realize that it was a traveling real full-time job. Anyhow. All right, let's get back on to the questions. Uh, what is your favorite term in pro wrestling? Now we're talking about gimmick, baby face, heel, stuff like that. What's your favorite term? I've got two of them. Okay. The deal and the business. Um, I'm not, and I'm not talking about the business like, sure. yeah, pro wrestling, the business. I'm talking about, so my original trainer was Pat Tanaka, okay. and he would do a throat thrust and follow it up with a crescent kick, but he would never call it that. Uh, and so you'd be in the back of this locker room, and I was one of the guys who traveled around with him. He'd be talking to somebody he's never met before. He's like, you know, I'll give you the deal and the business. And they would just nod. They wouldn't know what it was. And he's talking about a throat thrust crescent kick. And so then we'd have to – so one of us who, uh, who knew, knew him would have to be like, yeah, he's talking about a throat thrust crescent kick. But it's like, yeah, I'm going to give you the deal in the business. Watch the deal. Yeah, so definitely the deal in the business are my two favorites. And you'll hear me talk about them a lot. I'll probably threaten them on people. Yeah, so watch out or you're going to be on the business end of the deal. I just imagine some people like just kind of long staring, shaking their head like, uh-huh. And you're like, you got to like grab them by the, by the shirt and be like, hey, hey listen, here's what. Yeah. So I was in a tag match with Pat once, you know, Bad Company 2012. Right. And uh, he called in the ring a do do deal in the business. <laughs> like to two guys who like would have no idea what that is. And it worked because he's good. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just got to go with the flow. All right. So this is a fifth one. And it's in fact not a question. It's a hypothetical situation, but it rolls off the tongue to say Cinco Preguntas instead of four questions and a hypothetical. So we're all sitting in a creative meeting, right? Three of us. And this is, we're starting up the NWL. We've got to book you to the top in your first big feud against T-Mac. What's the storyline? Storylines that, uh, you know, I was a really, uh, I was a successful, mild-mannered pet shop owner. Oh, yeah. And... (laughs) T Mac came in and uh, had this uh, big, beautiful uh, parakeet for uh, for not for sale, just as as my pet, and it would hang out with me. And uh, T Mac wanted it; he want, he wanted to buy it, but I wouldn't sell it to him. So he broke into the store and he stole it. Yeah, it sounds like it. And so I'm I'm wrestling him to win my bird back, and uh, he keeps cheating to get out of it. Bird seed in the eyes, you know, locks me in a giant bird cage. And uh, but at the end of it all, when we uh, at the end of the at the end of it all, we have we wrestle in a giant within a giant bird cage, and uh, the first man out wins and wins the parakeet, which is up on some scaffolding, maybe bird on a pole match. Bird on a pole match. I actually wrestled in a soul on a pole match oh, once. Yeah, we had a, a little jar of green liquid, and uh, and the winner got the winner was the one who got it was my old tag team partner Danger Dean Soul, nice. and then. Uh, he thought he was becoming a vampire, of course. Yeah, it was a Halloween-themed show. And so I, I dumped his soul back on him, and then he was, uh, he was cured, and he was my, my tag team partner again. 
I still like the escape the cage, but it's a bird cage. Yeah. Giant bird cage. Yeah, that's can a great do that. idea. This is a great idea. Oh, well, all right. So before we let you out, is there anything you want to plug? Is there Twitter's, Facebook's for people to check out? Some of that may be changing, obviously, but yeah, Twitter's probably going to be changing pretty soon. But it's at Sammy Six Guns Junior. Um, Junior's Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, then uh, Instagram, Mister Samuel Walter, all one word. Mister is spelled out. Um, and then uh, Facebook, Facebook page, Sammy Six Guns Junior. Um, yeah, check those out. Like them. Say mean things to me. People love to do that. So uh, I enjoy it. I'll probably I'll probably screenshot them and show them to all my friends or or block you in a really creative way. I'm very good at the creative blocking. Like, yes, some guy told me uh, some guy told me payback is a bitch when I got uh, released from WWE. And I was like, well, blocked is a bitch. And yeah. So, yeah. Okay. well, perfect. All right. Well, perfect. Well, check that out. We want to thank you for coming uh, on the Spanish Announce Table. We appreciate your time. Thanks. They can hear the handshakes. Right. Yeah. Dak Draper. I really want to go and see if there's footage of this soul on a pole match that he talked about. I mean, that's that just what a what a crazy match for me, right? Right. I, oh, I yeah. like that idea. Yeah, and that's he came a up great with that. Idea. We didn't pre-warn any of these guys of what the questions were, so none of them knew about the fifth pergunta. And yeah, not at all. His he was just—he delivered it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a pretty mild-mannered awesome. pet shop owner. I mean, that's that's of great. course, yeah. right? Isn't that isn't that the bread and butter of well, pro wrestling? Yeah, I don't know too many. Um, I, I can't imagine there's too many pet shop owners that aren't mild-mannered. Right? I would agree. Yeah, they're probably agree. not wild-mannered. All right, so Dak Draper again—he looks like a million dollars. If if you don't know much about the NWL, I mean, we're trying to help you with that now, but you're going to know a lot, and I can only imagine that this guy is going to shine even out of the crowd of guys that are going to shine in this place. So, you know, big ups to him, and let's just get into the the main event of these interviews, right? The guy pulling the strings. Well, Go ahead. Yeah, so he, here's where you're going to understand a little bit of the real day-to-day workings of this company because we've introduced you to the pro wrestlers and as a pro wrestling fan, which you most likely are if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you understand at least even from an outsider's perspective of what a pro wrestler's life is as far as day-to-day, you know, going on the road, getting your dates, working out, working on your moves, coming up with finishers, uh, one-liners, all this, you know. But what I like the most about this interview with Major is now you get to see the real business side of starting from the ground floor, day one, of what it takes to do a promotion in America when WWE is also in America, you know, you have some benefits of starting a company. If, if the corporation that's running things is kind of in another place, but they're right in this you know same spot almost. And, uh, it was really cool to see and hear, uh, some of the plans that they have as far as the future for all NWL, not just Kansas city and St. Louis. And, uh, like I said, uh, in the intro, each interview has that one moment where, you get to see a pro wrestling fan, and I want you to pay particular attention to when he answers his favorite match yeah. and how excited so he got about that. What I took away the most from this interview is that uh, how relaxed and just conversational he was. I mean, this is a this is a man known about Kansas City, and we are certainly, uh, if he big time does and big league does, we would be like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, like. This guy is, you know, I mean, yeah, and he's he's a very successful businessman, philanthropist, uh, you know, a, a a Kansas City celebrity, if you will. 
and mm-hmm. you know he was just sit back like we were old friends and it was super fun so here we go here's president of the national wrestling league major basden Okay, Spanish announce table again. I think final interview of the day here at the National Wrestling League headquarters. We've had a uh, quite the time here today. And this is the main event. Yeah. This is the yeah. main course. This is when we get to the real meat and potatoes. Maybe I'm hungry with how I'm saying all of this, Maybe. but we're going to get to the pastries. They do and they've been delicious. Uh, but this is when we get to uh, the main man that runs the show. So and, and so it's it's Major Basden. Are you, is it owner, CEO? Is it president? Is president. it Pre- president? Is kind of what I go with. Okay. Yeah, what, whatever you just whatever you deemed it at this point. Yeah, exactly. You can pretty much just call me. Just don't call me Sally type thing. You know? <laughs> so let's get into this. It's the National Wrestling League. You have two promotions that you're starting up simultaneously. That's got to be a unique challenge. Yeah, although it's, it's I still see it as kind of one. You know, there's the two are related, obviously, but really, you know. You've got the the Kansas City. As we build out the rosters, we have both promotions in mind, right? So it's not it's not really like oh gosh, all of a sudden I got to create two, two two wholly unique unique teams. It's really a no. We got the two cities. We need to do some things differently in each one, but you know it's all the same process. So my my question about the NWL is getting into pro wrestling. It's it's a different animal in itself completely. It's not like you know starting a new pizza chain or something like that. So what made you want to get into starting a pro wrestling promotion? Well, I was about a hundred million dollars shy of owning a baseball team. Mm. So um, you know that was my first choice, and then um, I tried to buy a college football team, but then I read that was illegal. Um, no. So, yeah, it kind of depends. <laughs> I mean, I think you can do it for a little bit, but then eventually you get caught. And then the, ti- team. Yeah, the, the titles that you buy. And plus, I'm a Michigan fan. And, like, I need, like, I don't know if I had enough money to do that either. Yeah, that's so so that's, that's pretty serious cash. So, um, so, yeah, so that kind of left me with pro wrestling. That's my, like, third, you know, passion. So. And you are married, correct? No, no, no. Oh, I thought you were married. I was going to say, how how do you sell that on? Because no, no. I, because I imagine if I went to somebody, but that's that's good. So that there there makes it an easier decision. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. That's sort of like no. I mean, there, I've got. A, I mean, I, I am engaged, okay. right? So so still, like, when, you're, still when, when you're when you're engaged, though, like they still kind of have to pretend that they're you know interested in the right. BS that you that you do. So I still had some leverage. So I was like, man, I've got a limited amount of time here to get something done. So right. I was like, right, we got to do it now. Right. Or or is it one of those like, hey. Will you marry me? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I do think it, the way that it worked out was um, well. Actually, we were doing something, and she looked at me and she said, "You better effing marry me." And I was like, "I was like, okay." I was like, "I was like, is this work or like?" <laughs> Am I being held up here? So, so then, what's the goal? I mean, obviously, you know, that's kind of a broad thing to ask, but you, you've got this vision. You've got. You've got two branches of the same tree. You've got a league of wrestling organizations going here. What's what's the goal? Uh, the end goal is to have 15 of these pairs, right? So we're starting with Kansas City and St. Louis, obviously, because we're in Kansas City. And if you're going to screw up, it's better to screw up around people that at least know you and kind of want you to succeed. Right. So, yeah. uh, so we, 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 Story we, of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hope, the hope is to kind of get all the kinks out here, uh, build a process by which we can then take it to other cities. So... The next expansion, more than likely, will be uh, San Antonio and Austin. Uh, we want to start that process uh, probably fall of next year. 
um, in hopes of starting to do shows there maybe spring of 2018. Um, and then we've got a list of other cities that are on our list. We look at um, Portland and Seattle. We're looking at uh, Memphis and uh, Nashville. We're looking at you know, kind of the quad area complex of L.A., which is basically the Inland Empire, Orange County, the Valley, and, and actual you know, L.A. itself. We might do the Battle of the Boroughs in New York. There's just a lot of different angles that we could take, but the whole theory is basically this. Um, we're not here trying to get on TV. We're not here trying to create a tur- you know, touring carnival. Um, we're here to create a subculture within these cities of I love Kansas City. I live, breathe, and you know, sleep Kansas City and F St. Louis. And vice versa with St. Louis. And that's kind of the way that, that these cities already go. I mean, Nashville and, 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 and Memphis kind of have a natural argument over who the best city in you know, Tennessee is. You know, you know, in Austin, they look at San Antonio as a bunch of cowboy hicks and you know, rednecks. And Austin, San Antonio looks up at um, Austin as a bunch of weirdos and ivory tower, you know, a-hole. So, you know, there's, there's things to play off of everywhere. But we want to create 15 of these different things. And essentially, our seasons will run in 12-month arcs where the first six months is about who's, who's the king of the region. And the last six months is who's the king of the country. And so that's, that's kind of how it works. That's a great vision. I really like that. That get, got me excited. Uh, my question so far is uh, now that we've started the promotion, how has it been? What's been the, the, the highlights? I mean, we're gearing up for your first show in January, correct? So tell us a little bit about that process from now you had the idea and now we're starting it here in January. Um, I think, you know, learning about the, the guys, meeting the wrestlers, I think, and, and kind of getting to understand the wrestlers was, wasn't as... I was actually a little disappointed with that. Not, not that, like, you know, they're all great guys, right? But I was really kind of expecting them to be um, weirder, but they're all just pretty normal guys, you know? Like, they're just like, yeah. A lot more spandex. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, like, what's really been, was, I guess what's been the biggest shock to me is how much um, venues hate wrestling. Like, venues hate wrestling. And so, you know, I've had to put together massive, like, basically marketing materials on me as a, you know, look, no, this isn't, I'm not a, you know, fly-by-night, you know, promoter. I'm actually a really successful business guy. I've done a lot in the city, and I've got, you know, I own a restaurant, and I've, you know, done a lot of things in my life that are pretty cool. But, um, you know, doing that and putting that together and getting that in front of people is really what's been um, necessary to even to get, like, you know, a smaller venue to even to have a conversation about putting wrestling in their building. Um, so that's, that's really been the biggest eye-opener. Um, that and also just how complicated everything is. You, know, you sign 50 wrestlers, that means that you have to come up with 50 names. You have to come up with 50 backstories. You need 50 logos. You need 50 entrance themes. You need 50 video introductions. You need 50 entrance, you know, kind of choreographed things going on, right? So there's, there's just one, each wrestler in and of itself is like its own little brand. So, you know, creating those, because, you know, we certainly have the wrestlers that we hope and think are going to get over, but the fans are going to decide who gets over, right? And so it's, everything has to be good enough that anybody could get over. 
You had mentioned about the venues. I have a background in MMA, and just trying to book a venue for a fight was bad enough. And you tried to like, no, it's a real sport. You know, we can do this. And so I could only imagine when you're trying to book pro wrestling, which has a great history here in Kansas City. I mean, Memorial Hall. Uh, Ric Flair won his first world championship against Dusty Rhodes at Memorial Hall, and then all of that Harley Race, obviously stuff like that. But yeah, it, it does seem like in 2016 for a venue to take a chance on a pro wrestling or a fringe type of interest you have to like you said present this whole marketing of no 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 we're good we're cool we can do this yeah better credibility than pro wrestling does sadly enough so outside of even just the venues uh you're obviously as you mentioned a very successful businessman entrepreneur in the area so so you're known uh when you mention this to other people say some of your peers were they like Really? Pro wrestling? Yeah, there's, there's usually one of two responses. One is, uh, I'm sorry, I thought you said pro wrestling. Right. <laughs> that's, 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 one, that's one. And then the other one is, oh, dude, that's really funny. You know, what are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, right. All right, well, then we won't keep up too much of your time. We'll get into our standard five questions. We ask the same five questions of every guest so we can hear the varied responses. But we're the Spanish announce table, so we call it Cinco Preguntas. And that is the extent of our Spanish knowledge. So you don't have to... Go back to any, or maybe you are fluent in Spanish, I'm not sure. But So the first one is, is uh, we, we call it a softball, but everybody kind of pauses on this one. Who would you say is your favorite wrestler of all time? Yeah, this is tough because I think everybody's got their like three or four. You know, I'd say that, yeah, I think um, when I was a kid, it was certainly Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Coco Beware. Um, yes, you know, those are great answers. N- now, you know, now it's probably Ziggler. Would be my would be how I answer that. So was it the uh, fishnet tights on Beefcake? Was that the? Uh, yeah, no, it was actually the bow tie. Oh, was, okay. yeah. <laughs> all right. To piggyback on that, what is your favorite match of all time? And again, you can two or three if you need. That's, that's clear. I mean, there's it, Rock, you know, Rock versus Hogan, um, WrestleMania. That's there's. I have never marked out. More of my life. I remember exactly what I was wearing. I remember whose house I was at. I remember the like the color of his crappy couch that he had. And you know, I was 21 at the time, and so we had just like started to like legally be able to to buy beer, and we had bought like I don't know how many cases of beer for for WrestleMania that year, and like they come out and they start looking at each other, and you know the crowd in Canada is just going just just complete fat ass crazy, and like and we're in the in the in this little tiny apartment. Because we were all poor, none of us had jobs. You know, just marking the f out. It was, it was, it was awesome. It was just absolutely awesome. And when Hogan went, when Hogan, when <laughs> when Hogan no sells and steps up, yes. you yes. lost my shit, man. So you going into the match? Because because here's my thing. Because I grew up a Hulk Hogan fan, yeah. but then during the Attitude Era, Rock was obviously one of your guys. So. To go like a follow up on that, what were you going into that match saying I'm 100% Hogan or 100% Rock or was it just I just want to see something crazy? Yeah, I mean to be honest with you, so I didn't have cable, um, so like I didn't get to watch WCW very often, um, and like I would watch the um, Saturday morning like kind of condensed can version on syndicated TV like over the air. Um, so that's why I like consumed wrestling. So. Um, so, like, when Hogan left the WWF, that was kind of the end of Hogan for me, right? Um, and I was never a big Hogan fan when he was there. Like, I was always kind of a contrarian, you know? I was like, I, I really wanted, you know, Andre to win that match, you know? <laughs> you know? Um, so, um, so, anyway, but the, um, 
Um, but yeah, so when I, so when that match started, I wasn't exactly sure what was going on because I didn't I knew of the NWO, but didn't necessarily like I just kind of looked at WCW through the lens that the WWF painted you know, on their shows, which is it's where all the washouts go, right? right? And so I was like, oh, well, Hogan's going to come out, he's going to be washed up, he's going to have his like you know man tits going on, right. and and like. You know, but then he came out, and all of the memories of you know Hogan, like yeah. all of a sudden came back, and I all of a sudden transported back to being a six-year-old, and six-year-old me and sixteen-year-old me were having this giant <laughs> yes. fight in my body, yes. and I couldn't, didn't know what to do. You know, <laughs> yes, it was a defining moment of your young of your young life. So, so you obviously don't get to a position that you are in life without a lot of influences, but now you're venturing into this pro wrestling world. Is We normally ask, who's your biggest influence in the business? Would you have one, say, going into this wrestling world? Um, no, I guess the... No, I, I don't. Because we are, we're trying to do something that's really kind of unique. You know, we're trying to build what maybe the NWA could have been. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, but at the same time, we're also trying to integrate some reality of the business because some of the a lot of this kayfabe stuff is out of the bag, right? So pretending that it still exists is stupid, right. you know. So like, we are going to say we're going to talk about contract negotiations, right? And we're going to have guys that you know, heck, dude, if the if the if the money is flowing better in San Antonio, then San Antonio is going to have a bigger budget to sign talent than St. Louis, right? right? And so, yeah, exactly. So there might you will see talent maybe go from one place to another. Not because they didn't get over here or whatever, but just because maybe that one franchise has, you know, I call franchise in you know, quotes, air quotes, right? But that one, you know, that one division, because they all run their own you know, P&Ls and their own performance, might have more free cash flow to hire somebody than they do, right? And so that's, that's a, that is kind of a, a big deal. So, um, so that's kind of new. So actually, to be honest with you, most of the influence and advice I'm getting um, there's some local guys here. Um, um, two guys really come to mind. There's a guy named Tyler Procknow. He used to uh, own the uh, Kansas City Brigade Arena League football team. It, he was that was the only actual team in the Arena Football League that actually made a profit. Oh, wow. So I'm taking a lot of his advice. Uh, there's another guy who uh, I'll keep his name out of it, but he sure. he started you know a few different professional wrestling uh, professional not professional wrestling professional sports leagues, and so I've been getting a lot of advice from him. I've got some other friends that are in ownership groups that are you know, that are part of professional sports, and so really, I'm really looking at this and um, designing it much more so as a professional sport than some kind of like entertainment show. All right, now let's uh, let's get into the the, the more fun side. The more fun side of the questions. What is your favorite term in pro wrestling? As far as like baby face, oh, heel, gimmick, stuff like that. What's your favorite term? Mm. I mean, I think kayfabe is just a funny word, Isn't it? you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's hard for me not to go yeah. with that. Um, but I heard a term. I heard a term the other day. I had no idea what the heck it meant, and I can't remember. I can't remember what it was because I don't remember. I still don't yeah. know what it meant. But it was very weird. It's like they make them up. Yeah, it's, it's like, dude, it's like, like, dude, f you. You just made that up. Right. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites, and it was actually when we interviewed uh, Big E, and after uh, he gave the answer, I thought about it. But like, skin the cat. Like, so oh, when they go, yeah, I'm like, yeah, what yeah, does that mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it has. Yeah, there's no cat. <laughs> you're not. You're not. You're not skinning anything. Well, what do they call it? Okay, what's what? Uh, when somebody like when you're in the corner and you give somebody instructions like hey, I'm, I'm about to like, Schnabitz? Is that yeah something yeah, like that like yeah. that's a pretty good one yeah. 
Yeah, Skin the Cat, that is a, that is a good cat. one. I imagine you've been hearing a lot more pro wrestling terms yeah. now that you've yeah. been doing this. Okay, so and this is the final one, and it's flat out not a question. We, you know, if we, if we had a better name, we, we would, but Cinco Perguntas rolls off the tongue. This is a hypothetical situation. We're going to be sitting here in a creative meeting, right? We're booking you to the top of this new NWL thing here, right? We're booking you to the top. Right? It's your first major feud with T-Mac. Give me the storyline. Uh, let's see here. I would probably go with, um, you know, I would go with, um, like, me being... Right, so we, we, were, we used to be friends. Like, you know, say, like, maybe he used to work, work with me. Sure. Um, and I kind of got promoted mm-hmm. up the lines, and he never did. And then, you know... It's fitting. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know... And this then, is very realistic. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I, I you know, probably... Then I kind of start... I stop, you know, stop calling him, stop mm-hmm. returning his calls, and then just kind of neglect him as a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then, you know, we don't need to bring any, like, you know, women or anything into it. But I think eventually, like, you know, it's just... Uh, we kind of get, you know, we have a confrontation, and I just say, "No, dude, like you, you didn't make it anywhere because you're just not talented. You know, you're just not, you're just not that good. You know, you just don't have that, you just don't have that capabilities, right?" And then it turns out that, of course, I've been actually cheating to get, you know, to get up the, to get up the, the corporate ladder. You know, I've been, I've been, you know, backstabbing him in emails, and I've been kind of bad talking him behind his back with other bosses. I've been. You know, going out and spending money on you know to get new customers and all kind of stuff. So, I don't blame yeah. So then, so then he of course comes in as the as the legitimate bringer of righteousness and you know comes and eventually goes over on me after a three to three six month feud. Nice, I like that. You put T Mac over. First one of the day. Yeah, that is the first one of the day. That's nice. <laughs> well, all right. So let's get out everything that we can plug. There's certainly there's Twitters, there's websites, there's all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we need people to go to fightstl.com, fightkc.com, and there you can go in and sign up for our mailing list. Sign up and basically join your team. Uh, if you join the Fight KC team or the Fight STL team. You get discounts on season tickets. You'll get discounts on merch. You'll get a bunch of really cool stuff once all that stuff starts hitting. And all that will be hitting towards the end of this month and the beginning of December. Um, and then uh, you also can go hit us up on Facebook. That is NWL Space Corp, C-O-R-P. That is where you get to hear the wonderful musings of me. Um, and then uh, you can also look at NWLKC and NWLSTL, which is more snarky, um, screw you the other way, going, you know, going back and forth. And those are, those are pretty fun. All right. Well, perfect. Well, we won't take up any more of your time. We appreciate you coming on the show. Cool. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. Major Basin, president of the National Wrestling League. This interview was so fun. I just, I just can't get over it. Like, we had a blast, and he was so busy. He had stuff going on all day. He was taking meetings for other things that were going on, too, outside of just the NWL. I mean, and then we, we were basically interrupting his lunch to get this interview done, and he was just super cool about it the whole time. All four guys were really awesome to talk to. Uh, like we mentioned, uh, really accommodating, uh, really uh, made us feel at ease doing this because this was new to us as well. This was our first press conference. And so uh, we felt welcomed by other members in that press conference uh, alongside the talent and uh, executive team of NWL. And uh, all around, it was a great day. Again, thank you for the uh, the free food because <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, thank you guys for the interviews as well, if you're listening. Um, it was really a great time, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm very excited to see their first show. I believe it's I in too. January at yep. the Scottish Rite Temple. Mm-hmm. If you're in Kansas City, make sure to uh, attend that show. We will be there, and, and it's going to be a great time. I think I saw January 12th was uh, in St. Louis. They're doing their first NWLSTL show over there. So yeah, uh, it wherever you're at. If you're close to one of those cities, get on board. Go to their website, nwleague.com, and you can pick a side right now, fight KC or fight STL. If you're out of the area, pick both sides. Eh, right? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. It's all fun. And you'll get to see the press conferences, and hopefully soon they'll be posting the ones that we were part of. Maybe you'll get to hear us uh, quivering in the background, scared that a guy was going to beat me up. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Jack, I think you're a gentleman. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that was it. Special episode, National Wrestling League. Uh, I, I'm more than certain that you're going to hear a lot more about this to come, and I, I guess that's all I can really say. Yeah, definitely. Like we said, guys, uh, hit up their Facebook, Twitter, uh, visit the website, uh, check out the press conferences that they already have. Uh, they have a signing, uh, press conference signing of an STL guy. Obviously, they have the Twins for Kansas City. Uh, check out both of those alongside some other great news that they have. And what's another great thing is they post history of the two towns as far as pro wrestling goes for each town, Kansas City and St. Louis. And as Major mentioned, they're going to be expanding. So look uh, beyond on the lookout for that as well uh great time and uh couldn't be more happy with how i spent my afternoon and really looking forward to the future of the nwl all right so again don't forget to check them out nwleague.com catch a show uh, if you're in the area if you're not they'll probably be probably be near your area soon so check them out national wrestling league and we're gonna get out of here because we got stuff to do tonight come on later